Hey, Tammy. Hey, Liz. <laughs> How was your day? My day was pretty good. It was good. It wasn't very productive. I slept for most of it, but here we are. Lucky you. Here we are. Yes. It was extremely productive today because <laughs> I'm going on vacation tomorrow. I'm so. proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Okay. Do you want to tell people why we're here? Yes. I would love to tell people why we're here. We are here because we are making our very first podcast episode. Had some very interesting experiences here. We lived together in Abidjan, Ivory Coast, which is on the west coast of Africa. I'm from Virginia. You're from? I'm from Kansas City area. Yeah. And so we just have had all the explorations, all the adventures. We're also two single women. Well, <laughs> 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 we're theoretically single yeah um <laughs> but you know <laughs> yeah. always trying to meet people yeah you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so you know we just wanted to share with you guys some of our really memorable experiences some of our takeaways life lessons some of the how, less than pleasant experiences yeah, we've had how we've managed to stay afloat in this very crazy crazy unpredictable world all the good stuff yeah all the good stuff so liz you want to tell us tell us a little bit about how did you end up here why are you a young american woman working on the west coast of africa when you are from kansas well so i came here 10 years ago as a missionary with campus crusade or crew and i was here for a year and absolutely loved it. I came back the following summer for a couple months and then continued my studies at university. After I graduated, I got a real job and you know, all that fun stuff was kind of anchored to the Kansas City area for a while. When COVID hit, everything went remote. And so I thought, why not move back to Abidjan? So I came back here for about was it four or five months? Yeah. And then, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll go back and get my Ivory Coast fix. And then once I got here, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to stay. So, so Liz of you, I feel. <laughs> like, oh, actually, very spontaneous. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, I just, you know, go where the wind blows, I guess. Mm, so yes, I feel like that is a very accurate description. You are a very... Go with the wind, but like in a good way, like an anchored wind. <laughs> you go with an anchored wind. Yeah. yeah. So tell your story. All right. Well, my story is I, so I graduated, I finished in 2020, right in the middle of a global pandemic. It was horrible. It was awful. But after, so I'd grown up in Charlottesville my whole life, um, born and raised there, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, unfortunately or fortunately. <laughs> and um, Depending on how you look Yeah. <laughs> for me, I think it's more unfortunate, but hey, we're here now. And um, both of my parents were born and raised in Nigeria. So I kind of always felt like I wanted to come to the continent at some point in my life and like explore, maybe be closer to Nigeria. 
I had also studied French and international relations. So in my fourth year of university, I applied for a program called the Fulbright Program, and I applied to be an English teaching assistant through the Fulbright Program. And I ended up getting the Fulbright grant. And so uh, about four-ish months after I graduated, I moved here. It was early January 2021, the middle of a pandemic, very much not an organized uh, endeavor at all and came I was only supposed to be here for like seven months I was supposed to leave in August of 2021 but it is currently March of 2023 so (laughs) you can see how that went but uh yeah I I just really enjoyed myself and Liz and I we should tell them the story okay all right do you want to go first and tell them sure yeah so Tammy and I both we somehow found this expat group. I don't know. Yeah. I found it by Googling. It was just, it's called Internations. Yeah. And it's an expat group. There's chapters in most countries all over the world. And so we had both gone on this beach outing that was organized by a lady with Internations. And that was the first time we met. And then I think it was only two weeks later, Yeah, we had some mutual friends who are Indian and they were celebrating the Holy Festival. And so we went to the beach with them and at the time, okay, at the time I was living with a girl from Norway and I think the day of the Holy Festival that we were celebrating, she was actually moving back to Norway that evening Mm -hmm. And yeah. while we were at dinner, Debbie <laughs> yeah. stands up and says, hey, just to let everybody know. like I'm- I was desperate, guys. I was, I was desperate. <laughs> she just said something like she was looking for an apartment and she said the neighborhood where she was looking like um, it was called Aquedo or Riviera Triangle. And I was like no way. That's where I live. And my roommate's leaving tonight. And I think it was either the next day or two days later, Timmy moved in. (laughs) It was crazy. Okay. Well, to give some background, like when we, I got here and there were two other Americans in my program and like, none of us had any cars. Like we're, you know, two Americans fresh off the plane. Like we don't know anything. And our like supervisor put us in this house that was like in the middle of the village We had no car. We had to walk like 500 meters to get to like the closest main road. Like it was just a horrible situation. And I had to leave for work to teach at like six in the morning. So it was still dark when I would leave. So like we quickly learned that our house that we were living in, even though it was a nice ish villa, it just wasn't going to work. So I had like a month after I got, or like a month and a half to like find a place. So at this point I was ready to take anything (laughs) that felt safe and somewhat affordable. And I ended up finding Liz. It's, I feel like it's a testament to our like spontaneity. You know what I mean? Like we really were two strangers. We didn't ask any questions. We met once and we're like, let's live together. I mean, but it ended up working out. I was only going to stay for like a couple months while I looked for another place. But then the room that I was in ended up being open for like the whole year and a half. Yeah. So we ended up being roommates and we've moved out of that house into a new apartment together. And we call it the penthouse. We're on the ninth floor. Exactly. Beautiful view. Yes. Absolutely gorgeous view of the city. Uh, 
our old apartment, it did the job. (laughs) I couldn't say I would recommend it, but it did the job. (laughs) We're we're definitely glad to be in a new new home. Yeah. So So we moved here in September and now we have a third roommate, Mallory. She's also here with the Fulbright program. Um, we actually, Mallory and I actually went to school together, even though we didn't know each other or hang out with each other at all in university. This is just a testament to how small yeah. the world is, especially when you get to Abidjan. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and the other crazy thing was we had another friend from Lithuania. Oh, yeah. And how did Mallory know her? I think because Mallory lived abroad. So I think one someone that she went to school with when she was living in France was like really good friend or went to school with yeah. her when because she went to an international school. It's just wild though. Like yeah. you find like they always they have this thing like you know six degrees to Kevin Bacon mm. in Abidjan it's like yeah two degrees I know <laughs> <laughs> like every yeah to everyone yeah there's so, so many like you can I feel like you can be walking and like meet someone random and they'll know someone that you know oh totally like, especially okay. in the expat community. yeah right or, yeah. yeah yeah it's so, so it's so such a small these world. very random yeah. things yeah so well we wanted to say we wanted to do a kickoff call yeah. and Full disclosure, we we don't even have a name for our podcast yet. No. I'm sure we need to come up with that before we actually publish this. So yes. hopefully by the time you're hearing this, we'll have a, we'll <laughs> we'll have a, a name. name. We'll have a name. But we wanted to kind of give you one little taste of oh, Abidjan. Yeah. Okay. We have a crazy story. This is our first of many yes. crazy stories that we're going to tell on this podcast. And this is actually a more recent one. This was, what, like two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. We live in a part of the town called Kokodi. And there's a bridge that separates our side of town from kind of the more industrial, like commercial, commercial side of town. And we were going, oh, we were going to a market over there. We'd never been, it was like a fabric store. It was a random Saturday. I woke yeah. up and I was like, hey, Timmy, you want to go to the fabric store? Yeah. Also, we get to get clothes made here for super cheap. Yes. Yeah, like, that's why we were going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we are headed over there and don't know the area super well. It's mm-hmm. not a place we go very often. It's called yeah. Treshville. And we're on... It was like what a four lane road yeah. with a with a, a shoulder as wide as another lane of yeah. traffic. And no one was coming either. Like we were, it was wide open. Yes, very empty road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And at one point, I pull over to check the GPS because here, even touching your phone, if police catch you touching your phone, they can pull you over and fine you, whatever. So I pull over to the side of the road. She's being a good citizen. I was. I was being safe too. (laughs) Don't text while driving people. Exactly. (laughs) But I pull over for not even two minutes. Yeah. Just to look at the GPS to see if I'm still on the right track. And I was like, okay, we're good. I start to pull out. Mm. And this policeman motions at me to pull over. And I was like, at first I thought, you know, maybe he's going to be helpful and ask if I'm lost or something like that. And he says, no, I need to see your papers. And I was like, why do you need to see my papers? And he's like, well, you've committed an infraction. You're not allowed to park on the shoulder of the road. You need to pull all the way off the road. 
And I was like, you've got to be yeah. kidding me. I was, was here. Ridiculous. I was here for a, a solid minute. Yeah. Maybe less. Like, I mean, like less than two minutes. Absolutely. Like, it had sure. to be less than two minutes. Yeah. So. And gosh. And then he was just being kind of belligerent about it. So I finally gave him my papers. And this other guy had come up as well and was also making a big deal about it. I was like, okay, whatever. So I gave him my papers and he goes over and starts writing me a ticket. And the other policeman was kind of standing around. I I feel a little bit guilty about this. (laughs) There was was a big semi truck that pulled over Mm -hmm. on the shoulder about... I don't know, 50 meters behind us. And I was so mad and such a turd. And I feel extremely guilty about this now. But I motioned to the policeman who wasn't writing the ticket. And and I said, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Are you going to give that man a ticket too? And the funniest part was what he did afterwards. He said, oh, yes, thank you so much. Yeah. And he hopped on his motorcycle. Mm. And, like, went to give him a ticket. But he wasn't. The thing is, he wasn't going to give this huge semi-truck a ticket unless Liz had said something. So it's just ironic. Like, Liz and her little, like, her little small car just, like, pulling over for a minute. They decide to stop her. But this giant semi-truck, they somehow missed. Cammy. Sit. Full disclosure, guys. <laughs> we do not have a recording studio. <laughs> we have our living room. We have our living room. And I have a dog. And we have a lot of children that live across the hall from us. Yeah. So if you hear background noises, just, just yeah. accept them. Just They're accept the sounds them. of Africa. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. The sounds of life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so this guy... Finally gives me this ticket, and at first I had asked him if I could pay it there, and he said, no, we don't accept payments. And I was like, okay, whatever. So then the second guy came up and said, well, do you want to pay the ticket here? And I said, well, if you can give me a receipt, I'll pay the ticket here. Because the problem here is that policemen will take money and pocket it. Exactly. And so... I will not pay a policeman unless they give me a receipt. And he said, no, I can't give you a receipt. I said, okay, then we'll go to the courthouse and we'll pay this ticket. And what they do here is they keep your, your papers until you've paid the ticket. So we ask where the courthouse is. Yeah. Or like the mayor's office. Yeah. yeah. He, he said it wasn't station. the courthouse. He said it was like the, the police municipality or something. Yeah. And he gives us directions on how to get there. And we get close, but we had to ask a few more people. Also, there's no addresses here. So no. <laughs> everything is No like, street names. Yeah. So everything, you just have to like use Google Maps or ask random people on the street yeah. for directions. They'll say like, oh, it's next to the Senegalese Mosque. Yeah. And by the Trashville Roundabout. <laughs> yeah. And then you take a left and you go to... Yeah. Yeah. That's how we give directions yeah. here. So anyway, so we find the police municipality... And we park the car and we had to have someone show us how to even get in because it just looked like this place was completely closed. So we walk in through this gate and when we go in, (laughs) (laughs) the the site we're greeted by is 
two men yeah. sitting in the courtyard. Oh, yeah, cutting one, their <laughs> one was giving the other a haircut. This is a, a full on like police station, like mayor's office. Yeah, like it's like this is the place where we're going to pay our ticket. So it's yeah. professional. Yeah. Yes, and. A policeman yeah. is getting his haircut in the courtyard. <laughs> as we walk in. As yeah. we walk in. So we, we go up and we ask, like, we said, you know, we got this ticket. Is this where we need to go to pay it? And one of the guys said, yes, follow me. And he takes us up to the second floor yeah. of this building. None of the lights were on. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see anybody until we get to the second floor and we walk into <laughs> this large room. Mm-hmm. And Temi, tell us the sight we were greeted we by. We are greeted by like at least 10 police officers all in their boxer shorts and tank tops. <laughs> it is a boys locker room. This is not <laughs> this is not a police station for people to come pay tickets. It is a men's locker room. And the best part about it is that when we're taken to like, I guess the police chief's office, he literally- It was literally a room off of this main locker room area. Yeah. He has on a white tank top, tight white tank top, pants that are unbuttoned and his- Unzipped. uh, Unzipped. He has a belt on, but it's not (laughs) fastened. Yeah. And this is how he greets us. (laughs) And also we're two women in this situation with like two, all these like grown police officer men. And I've seen messy offices before, but this one took the cake. Yeah. This was a locker room. This was an office that was turned into a locker room. Like I sat down and there was like this one kind of empty seat that I sat down on and I had to kind of push some papers over there were buckets of water uh, sitting next to the chair. I didn't even see that. And then you were, and then Temi was going to try and sit next to me. <laughs> but I was there like, was no, no room. There was no, there was no place. So I had to find like a little seat in the corner. <laughs> so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And then this whole time we're talking to this police captain, he's hanging up his uniforms. Okay. And You're right. Yeah. I don't even know. It was just, it was weird. It was complete chaos. So anyway, so we explained to him that we need to pay this ticket. And he said that the person that accepts or the payments. Don't love it. <laughs> would it be easier if we did it in your room? We could do it in my room. Okay. 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 So where were we again? We were we were in the captain's office. Oh yes. Okay. So we were explaining to him that we'd gotten his ticket and we needed to pay it. Oh yeah, we told him like we don't know the area very well because we're not from here. Yes. So which is why we pulled over. Yeah. But yeah, okay. We'll get to that part. Okay. 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 So the police captain told us that the person who accepted payments was not there and that we would need to come back on Monday. Yeah. And for us, that was not an option. And we told him as much. We said, sir, we live across the bridge. We're literally just here to come to the market. We don't know the area very well. And his response was, well, you should have said that to the person who pulled you over. You should have just said, I'm sorry, excuse me. I said, we did say that. (laughs) We said, we don't know the area. We don't know where we're going. Uh, We just needed to look at the GPS. And he said, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And at some point, how did we get to where we were from? I can't, I think he, I don't remember. I think he asked us like, why, why did you pull over? And then we said something like, we don't know the area, we're in, we're not from here. 
or something. Yes, and, yeah. and he asked where we were from, and we yeah. told him we were Americans. Yeah. And all of a sudden, his demeanor yeah. shifts. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and when the guy walks in to give him our papers that mm-hmm. he had temporarily confiscated, he even slightly <laughs> chastises him yeah. and says, did you realize these women are Americans? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh no, like, Cotimor is a beautiful country, like, come back. Come back yeah. sometime. <laughs> and okay. so then we kind of started playing like we had just arrived and we didn't yeah. understand the city. Yeah. So Which is great. We, said, we totally manipulated this man. <laughs> said, he deserved it. Sir, like, we come to this country as, mm. you know, visitors, and mm. this is how you greet us. Mm. Like, you don't give us directions. You give us a ticket for pulling over when we don't know the rules. Like, yeah. this is this is how you greet us. And he said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's like, we're going to figure this out for you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we paid okay. him the money, and when he said that he was going to pay it for us on Monday. And Damn. at the end of the day, I completely believe that he just put our money in his pocket and yeah. called it a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very interesting, very interesting. As we were walking out, we just both started laughing. Yeah. Because like, the thought was, where yeah. else in the world yeah. do you go to pay a ticket <laughs> and you pay a ticket in the men's locker room <laughs> at the police station? Yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> so it was quite the experience. That was yeah. That was our most recent story. Yeah, but you know, we've collected like you know a handful, a long list of stories. I'd say we have more than a handful. Oh yeah, like <laughs> a, a novel's worth. And I feel like in a lot of ways too, like this whole experience has been like a really great. I don't want to say coming of age because that's super cliche, but I don't know. I feel like we've, we've learned a lot about ourselves and like, for sure. I think it's a big step for anyone, anyone to like leave their country of origin and like travel to a new place. And like, we did that in a new culture, in a new language. We've had a lot of interesting, like work things, friendship things, relationship things, dating and so I guess it's kind of like every woman or not every woman, every person's guide, travel guide to just like living yeah. life, <laughs> but in a, our very dysfunctional, but still <laughs> functional way, you know? Yeah. And I think it's also a testament to what women are capable of. That's true. I think a lot of times at least what I've seemed to notice is that yeah. a lot of women wait till they get married or, mm-hmm. you know, have somebody to travel with. Yeah. And I think our encouragement to you is if you're a single woman listening to this, yeah. don't let things hold you back. If yeah. you want to do things, just seize the day and do it. Exactly. And you don't yeah. have to, you know, wait to be fulfilled by something else before you can yeah. explore. Yeah. And I will say it's not without complications or, oh, you know, not at all. I think it's inter- like, we'll talk more about it, but we have an interesting dynamic because it's like Liz and I, we go out a lot to places and Liz is like this very white, <laughs> very white girl, <laughs> white woman. And I, I tan, <laughs> thank you. Okay. You know what I meant? <laughs> but, you know, Liz is this white woman in this French West African country and I am Nigerian American. And so I think it's interesting just like the dynamic that happens between us and like how other people perceive us sometimes not that like 
other people's perception is really the most important thing. But it's just, I feel like we've had a lot of really like interesting cultural experiences that we definitely should unpack and we'll unpack on this podcast. Yes. So stay tuned for all that. Yeah. And Tammy and I have had a lot of talks about, you know, what's it like being black in America versus being white in a black mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. And so I think it'd be fun to kind of unpack yeah. some of those conversations yeah. with our listeners as well. Yeah, that's so true. There's a lot that I think goes into that as well. Also, we would like to add an aside slash caveat that we are fully aware that this experience <laughs> is a huge example of our American privilege, our privilege as people who hold an American passport as travelers and abroad. And that is something that we we'll talk about in future episodes. Although it, it, it's amusing, we do think it's important that we are like cognizant of the fact that many other people would not have this experience. Tammy makes a good point though. Like we very much recognize that being an American and having access to an American passport grants us a lot of freedoms and we don't want to be like blasé yes, about that. Exactly. So Yes, yeah, so I guess this is our warm welcome. We hope that you come back. Next week, we'll have a very exciting topic that we are not going to tell you yet because we want to build some suspense. Or and maybe, also, maybe we don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but come back next week, and um, we'll have a really special topic for you next week. So Yeah. So, yeah. welcome to the chaos. Yes. Please subscribe. <laughs> subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Share. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everyone. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>